Hey, folks, welcome back to another From the Field. I'm Joe Jurisic. And I'm Will Haverkamp. Today, we are excited to be talking with Nick Stevens from Bailey Nurseries. Uh, Bailey Nurseries is one of the biggest names known throughout the world in the green industry. I think everyone listening uh, kind of already knows that, but just wanted to give that a little tout. For over 100 years, people have been re- uh, relied on Bailey Nurseries to provide the highest quality plants and fantastic customer service. Bailey's is just more than a nursery. They are providing building blocks for their customers' success. These building blocks include plant breeding and trial programs, digital age marketing efforts, and technology-driven fulfillment solutions. Nick, how's it going today? I'm doing well, guys. I appreciate you having me. How are you guys? Doing great, man. We're excited to have you as well, Nick. Yeah. Good, good. Excited to be here. We're looking forward to this one. Uh, you know, a lot of folks, you know, of course, know of the Bailey's names um, and everything they're doing. So we're excited to uh, have the conversation uh, and uh, get to know you a bit more, too. I'll step back. Nick, tell us a little bit of uh, your personal. Hind- your it- Oh, man. I- coffee. Can we get another coffee in here? <laughs> uh, tell us a little <laughs> bit about your personal history and the green industry. Sure. Um, yeah, I've been in the green industry. Uh, basically my entire career. So going back to high school, worked for a friend's family landscape business and eventually grew with that company into sales and management roles uh, once I joined full-time post-college. So uh, over the years, I was very fortunate enough to learn from many of the great consultants in the landscape world, like uh, Kevin Kehoe, Jeffrey Scott, Mike Rory, Bruce Wilson. Uh, but along the way, also developed a love for plants, which uh, which led me to the growing side uh, of the industry. So uh, when I was ready for a career shift, um, a great customer of Bailey, who I was sourcing plant material through, gave me a heads up that uh, that Bailey was looking for a territory rep in Ohio. Uh, and as they say, the rest is history. So I've been with Bailey uh, coming up on five years. And uh, earlier this year, I joined our brand and marketing team as our licensee account rep. Uh, So right now I work with about half of our network partners, which, um, as you guys know, many of them are are landscape hub suppliers. So uh, it's a very exciting time uh, to be where where I am and, and, uh, you know, happy to to help everyone out uh, that we can. Fantastic. Yeah, it's you're uh you've had a good start in the green industry. Uh, you know, going from you know the the install side, now you're I, I call it maybe the better side. And some of my landscape buddies might uh you know send me some messages after listening to this, but you're you're on the on my favorite side, you know, the nursery side. So uh I'm uh <laughs> <laughs> I'll agree awesome. with you there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's something too you're doing uh you know new with with brands. We'll talk about it a little bit later here uh in the podcast, but you know, something that's cool. You know, it, you know, brands are a great way into the consumer world and keeping the green industry uh, relevant. So that's, that's awesome too. So you get to, you know, have fun uh, on the nursery side with what you're doing. Right. Right. How about you tell us a little bit more? I know a lot of folks know the Bailey name, but um, how about you go into the company history, maybe some of the details they don't know. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh... As you mentioned, Bailey Nurseries has been around for over 100 years, um, but we are a fifth-generation wholesale nursery based out of St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, you know, we've been producing top-quality plant material for growers, uh, re-wholesalers, independent garden centers, and the landscape market since 1905. 
Um, in the 70s, we purchased a couple of hundred acres in Oregon, where the climate's a little warmer than St. Paul, Minnesota, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, expanded again in 2009 with a container production farm in Anarga, Illinois. Um, in 2016, we founded Bailey Innovations in Athens, Georgia. Uh, we have a team of plant breeders um, that work to breed, trial, and evaluate new and prospective shrubs and trees. Uh, for the market. So uh, in uh, then and most recently in 2018, we finalized the purchase of Carlton Plants, uh, who was a high quality bare root tree grower in Dayton, Oregon. So uh, that site currently houses a state-of-the-art tissue culture lab as well, um, which is uh, which is really fascinating to uh, to be a part of. Uh, so our footprint spans across the entire country as well as Canada about 13 countries abroad. So oh, wow. um, we're, we are covering uh, covering a large part of the globe. Yeah, you are. I've, I've been to the uh, the Carlton uh, TC uh, facility. Uh, it was, that that is something to see. I, I will say like that's uh, a side of the industry that's becoming a lot more uh, popular. And you know, previously it wasn't really talked about, but it's a lot more prevalent in conversations and just everything that's involved with tissue culture and, and the strides they're making in it for propagation. That, that was mind blowing for me to see that that's awesome. Um, you know, I, I think if anyone's out in that neck of the woods or, you know, has access to, to go check out, um, you know, a TC lab when it comes to plants, I think you're, you'll be quite impressed of how, you know, how they do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Most people don't know the the scope and and uh and what's involved and and like you mentioned when you see it for the first time it's uh you almost feel like a little kid in a candy store uh, <laughs> you know if you're a plant if you're a plant geek so oh yeah yeah if anybody's out there and and looking for a tour definitely look us up no that's that's great Nick, oh. Nick I would probably be a guy that would take you up on that I've never I've never seen that could you describe it quickly for someone that's never been to a, a TC facility. Sure. So TC Lab, um, you know, we uh, th- there are some plants that are just very hard to propagate, and mm-hmm. so um, the TC Lab gives you a little bit more control over the environment and the media okay. that you uh, yeah. that you propagate uh, certain things in. So, um, you know, we don't do everything TC. Uh, it's really those items that that we really just struggle with uh, with propagation. So. Um, just like most propagation, there are cuttings involved and, and they're stuck basically yeah. into a Petri dish. And, and we do, again, extensive um, trialing with what's going to work, you know, and, yeah. and how, how we're going to be able to produce those plants. Uh, and then from there, um, they are acclimated in the lab and, uh, and hopefully we get, we get a take. And so, um, you know, it's much like everything else. It's, uh, it's a lot of trial and error. Uh, yeah. but the, uh, the payoff in the long run, uh, is, is a better produced plant. So, uh, and like you mentioned, it's, it's getting very popular. We're not doing many for outside sales at this point. Uh, it's more for internal production, but we do okay. see that as a, uh, as a growing part of the business, uh, moving forward. So, uh, if you get out there, you know, like you said, we'll be more than happy to show you around. Okay, cool. I'd love to sometime. 
And Will, you won't be uh, disappointed. You walk in and it, it's kind of, uh, you know, a, a little bit different to some of the other places we've, I'm not knocking them, but like, it's like, you're almost in a, in a hospital facility. Everything is, is sterile. You are in um, uh, the, the white suits with the masks and everything. I mean, they have some parts where you can just pass through in your normal street clothes, but once you get into the nitty gritty of it, I mean, it's like, that's like they're in there. So it's a super controlled it. environment. Yes. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. They're trying to, well. you know, it, it's, it's pretty slick. Uh, Nick, what genus, yeah. just real quick, um, uh, you, have you guys had the most success with in TC? Uh, so we're doing a lot of corsifolia. Okay. Um, oh, nice. On the, uh, yeah, so that's that's been a hard one to propagate. We don't do uh, many plugs, uh, but uh, that's been really, I believe that's where Carlton started with it. So it was a Carlton, uh, you know, a Carlton, uh, product. And again, for their own internal production, um, I don't think, I'm not sure prior to the acquisition, how much they were doing for outside sales. Uh, I mm-hmm. think there were a few, but, uh, but again, that's, you know, we're getting more and more requests for it. You know, people realize that it's a, it's a great way to start a plant. Uh, and the consistency is, uh, is, uh, is much higher than, uh, a bare root liner. Um, or from seeds. So, um, sure. you know, again, well, that's great. That, that's that great to see. know. Cause it's, yeah, it's great to know. Cause it's like, you know, you have uh that's the other beautiful part of brands. I think that people don't quite get the extent that, that, you know, brands go to, to make sure that, you know, you know, ensure the, the success of the plant. And then you're working with plants that have been tried and true. Right. So it's, um, Correct. I think that's, yeah, that's a great thing to talk about and highlight, you know? Correct. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, we want to make sure that, that the grower is going to have success. You know, we could have a great plant that looks great in the ground or, or it looks great in a pot, but if it's, if it's difficult for the grower to, to produce, um, and ultimately for them to be, to be able to sell, then it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, I don't want to say worthless, but you know, it's, uh, it's, it's not a plant that we would want to introduce into our brand. So no, totally. And then on to the end user too, the guy putting it in the, uh, in the ground, you know, like they want a plant that lives and thrives. Right. So yeah, exactly. it, it, yeah exactly. it, it all goes down the line. It's the trickle yeah. effect. That's yep. right. That's could, right. You could do a podcast with a lot of the growers on what works well, well in their fields. And then a podcast with the designers of what they want to use. And after listening to both of them, there would, there would be no alignment because what the nursery, what the nursery <laughs> industry <laughs> wants to do uh, and what works well in the field for them is a little different from what, uh, you know, some of the, uh, the, the designers and architects and nothing against them. We love them all. Uh, but you know, it, it is, you know, how you're saying before, Nick, you know, if, if it's not going to work well in the nursery, why are they going to grow it? That's, that's a very big discussion point when getting into uh, production for the, for the, you know, for the, for these growers. Um, Correct. It may, it may look Correct. pretty in a yard that's in a protected spot, but if it can't handle being out in a, you know, two to 600 acre nursery with, with no protection, then what's the point? So it's exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, back on the on the designer end, you know, we we understand there's a lot of great plants that have been mass produced for for a lot of years um, yeah. that that do work well, you know. But uh, but what we look for, you know, in our breeding is how we can solve problems of those plants. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't I don't know if there's the perfect plant out there. You know, we've got some great ones, and other brands have some great ones too. Uh, but 
you know, sometimes you're, uh, you're, you're, I don't want to say sometimes, but we're always looking for ways to improve, you know, what's out there. And so, yeah. um, I think it's, it's, you know, that's a struggle is to, is to, you know, as a, as a designer, you're, you're putting in what you know. And, and a lot of times those are some of the commodity items and, and some of the new stuff that's, that's out there, you know, we're, we're just trying to help people realize what's there and, and, and how it can help them. And again, for the, for the end user and for the homeowner, something that is not going to give them issues. You know, it's the plant's going to do what, what we say it's going to do and it's going to stay a certain size and uh, going to bloom as, as well as, as we market it to. And um, you know, that's, that's the ultimate goal is to create a great production plant and create a great landscape plant. So for sure. And you guys are great at doing it. Absolutely. Of course. Um, Appreciate it. You guys are great at doing a lot of things. Uh, what sets you apart uh, from some of the other nurseries? I mean, other than size, I mean, because we've got nurseries here that, you know, uh, well, we, you know, we've been to a couple, even Wisconsin, hundred acre nursery does amazing material. He's just a great grower. Yep. And then all the way up to Nick, you guys at, at Bailey uh, just doing a fantastic job. What, you know, in your hundred years of, of doing this, what have you guys learned over time that still sets you apart from the rest? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, the biggest thing is we're our own biggest customer. Um, so we are known around the country as one of the best uh, best in bare root, um, and Carlton Plants was as well. That's why it, uh, it was almost a seamless transition there. Uh, we're, we're better together, as we like to say, uh, the, the two, when the two companies came together. Um, their staff was phenomenal, and... Um, and we came together and learned from each other and, and are producing better plants than we were, you know, before the acquisition. So, uh, again, being our own biggest customer with bare root and, uh, and the shrub liners definitely helps us, you know, because we are, uh, when we're breeding and we're, and we're trialing, we have that, uh, that complete control from the beginning of the process to the end, you know? So when, when we identify a great plant that looks like something we want to introduce to the market, um, we have our own growers that can take a look at it, that can trial it, that can, um, that can, you know, identify some issues with it. And, uh, and if we have to, we go back to the drawing board. So, uh, we're always looking for ways to build a better plant more efficiently, knowing that it's going to keep, uh, our own production, uh, no, it's knowing that it's going to help us in our own production as well as ultimately growers who are then going to, uh, bring that plant into their own production. So uh, a lot of people rely on us for quality young plants. And again, when we develop our jumpstart liner, which is a, uh, just about a quart liner, um, you know, we, we were able to trial it ourselves and make sure that it's it was exactly what we wanted and that it was going to be a, a high quality liner. So, um, you know, we, we do like to like to tout ourselves as our own biggest fan, but we're also our own biggest critic, uh, which I think you have to be, you know? Yeah. So we're mm -hmm. always looking, always looking for ways to improve and, and the never ending cycle. So. And, and you bring up a point of, of being your own biggest customer, something that, you know, we've talked about plenty of times, um, you know, is that there, there is a distinction between the brands, first edition, easy elegance, um, Oh man, I'm having a mind fart. Should have had what was the last? Help me out here, Nick. What was the last one. Uh, endless summer. Endless. Oh yeah. yeah. Wow. Endless yeah. Summer. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get heat uh, for that one pretty quick. Um, like we talked before, <laughs> there is delineation between the brands and Bailey's. 
um, you know, and that's kind of like where you step in on the brand side. Can you just elaborate a little bit more on that? And also, I think, um, you know, how your brands have helped Bailey succeed and grow in multiple ways. Right, right. Yeah. So again, like I mentioned, we produce uh, very high quality bare root trees and shrubs uh, for growers and uh, quite a few retailers that will that will bring in. Uh, you know, garden centers that will bring in bare root liners and, and grow on their own. Uh, and that's that's really what we've been known for uh, over the years. And uh, endless summer, uh, as you forgot. Uh, yep. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that that won't get lived down. We're, so. uh, <laughs> yep. We're coming up on the uh, coming up on the 20th anniversary in 2024. Uh, so we have six plants uh, in uh, in the brand and their macrophylla hydrangeas. Uh, we've got a new one actually coming out in 2023 called Popstar, which is a compact lace cap uh, that has unmatched bloom power. So um, that's one to look for uh, definitely at retail uh, and in garden centers, but uh, also be able to, you know, oh. growers will be able to produce or purchase liners uh, coming up next year for it. So uh, but it's endless summer is a valued brand by both the uh, growers and consumers. Yep. Uh, and then first, first editions yeah. was started in 2006 and now contains over 100 shrubs and trees. I was going to say uh, that's a pretty, brand. that's a pretty big line itself. It is, it is. And it's a fairly young brand. Um, you know, so we are, I think this year we are introducing uh, five plants into the brand, four or five. So okay. that's typically on any given year what you'll see uh, come into first editions. Uh, and again, landscape trees and shrubs, you've got a few perennials in there. Okay. Uh, but we are looking at taking those, you know, some landscape, uh, um, I guess some some popular landscape shrubs, and we're looking for to do different things, whether it's early coloring. Uh, whether it's sure. later, you know, darker um, fall color in the leaves, whether it's fall color in the flowers, you know, we're always looking at what's going to set these plants apart from what's on the market. So, cool. uh, and then Easy Elegance was is a uh, uh, shrub rose line. Uh, there's over 20 disease resistant roses in the brand. Uh, they're heat tolerant. Uh, there's varieties that are very cold hardy. Uh, they look great in the landscape and in a container. Uh, and so we, uh, you know, we, we've definitely got a little bit for everybody on the, on the landscape side, whether it be, uh, trees, um, container shrubs or landscape shrubs. So, um, you know, like I said, if, uh, if, if some folks are, are unfamiliar with the brands now, um, the consumer websites and the trade websites are, are really great resources for that to, to, uh, to learn more about it. Yeah, no, no, we, we've, we've been thankful actually to have you guys. Um, all three of those brands are represented on Landscape Hub too. So we've uh, we've teamed up with you guys, and that's been really a nice thing to have available to all the folks that are users on Landscape Hub too. So we really appreciate that that relationship. Yeah, I have seen that, and that is that is great. As I think back to my contractor days, you know, there were you know contractors just I felt like we didn't know what was out there as much. You know, you go to your local supplier or, or wholesaler and and they grow it, they grow. And sometimes it was, uh, you know, you don't see every day th those new, uh, those new varieties that are out there, you know, and, and again, mm -hmm. something you may not like about what's on the market now. Well, there might be something out there that, uh, that you just don't know is there. So, uh, what you guys are doing is, is awesome. Uh, I love getting the emails. I, 
I love listening to the other podcasts. Uh, awesome. but, uh, but yeah, <laughs> Joe, we, we have uh, another listener. <laughs> yeah, we, we, uh, we're really happy you guys are here and, uh, and, and, uh, helping all of us, you know, promote great plants. Well, I, I think what you guys are doing, um, cause the, you know, I, and just, and I don't have any, you know, scientific data behind this. It's just kind of, and what I've seen and in passing, you know, you guys as the brands are helping, you know, the green industry stay relevant and become more of a, you know, a top of mind for the, you know, for, for all the generations, honestly. I mean, your, your older generations are still, um, you know, they, they still come in, they buy their tried and trues, but as, uh, you know, future generations, you know, they get into home ownership, they want nice things, they, they look to social media, they look to, hey, you know, I mean, look, look at DeWalt and Milwaukee and all of those, those are all brands. So having that in the green industry, you know, helps keep the relevancy. And then in the same token, if you as an install can have a conversation um, with your customer and you are on the same page when it comes to the, you know, those brands and that plant material, I think it just makes for a better experience overall. And, and you guys are sinking a lot of money to, to you know, to, to help these contractors and the growers too. I mean, it, it goes both ways. Uh, so I think mm-hmm. brands, um, you know, maybe some folks have their varying opinions on them and 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 whatever. But bottom line, you, you guys are, are are doing the good work and keeping the green industry relevant and and helping stay with you know changing trends. Um, so that's and and us being a part of that with you, like I said, I'm proud of it. And uh, you know, you, you guys are helping us just keeping the green industry moving forward. I mean, I've, I've seen uh, you guys' billboards just driving around. I mean, I live out in the middle of Notre right. nowhere, but when I get into civilization, I see your guys' you know, uh, billboards. <laughs> it, it's awesome. It, it's cool to see that. You know, maybe call it 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, you saw maybe one or two, but it's a lot more um, prevalent now. And it's uh, you guys are doing fantastic work with that. So, Yeah, well, you might see more out in the middle of nowhere are the, uh, are the semi-trucks that are wrapped. So going going yeah. across the country. Yeah. So um, yeah, like you mentioned, I mean, it, we're, we live in a brand driven world, mm-hmm. uh, and so why why should plants be any different? You know, and I think uh, one of the things that we saw during COVID, and uh, you know, I'm sure you guys changed the way you did business, but a lot of a lot of people were forced to change the way they did business, and so. Uh, the digital uh, tools that are out there, uh, we're kind of kind of pushed into using those more, you yep. know, you, you couldn't, you couldn't just go and, and walk around the store like you used to be able to. So uh, we, we really tried from day one uh, when we saw the writing on the wall was to help our customers still be able to, to move plant material. And, and again, when you can't have that face-to-face interaction, uh, you have to lean on technology to, uh, to help do that. So um, again, what you guys are doing are great. And, uh, and, and it excites me because it, it wasn't there, you know, something like this wasn't there five years ago um, when I was looking for ways to, to make my life easier at the time. So. Got to stay relevant. Uh, one of our coworkers, you know, and got to stay within uh shout out to Susan Seaver. She, uh, she's got to stay in the box of thoughts and that's, that is key to success in, to, in today's world. So. Right. I got a question for you. What are your favorite plants among the brands? And then maybe a couple that, uh, you know, are, are not branded, but just uh, kind of going back to you and, and your green industry uh, experience. What what are some that stand out to you? 
Well, I forgot all the non-branded plants that I used to use. Fantastic answer. That is the answer. Too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, hilarious. Yeah, but no, awesome. in the brands, uh, yeah, in the brands, I mean, we've got uh, we've got some good ones that have been around for a while that, that people know, obviously. Um, in endless summer, you really can't go wrong with any of the plants. Um, and again, we're, we're, we're looking for ways to improve maybe what's already there. Uh, and Popstar kind of started out that way, the new uh, compact lace cap that we've got. But, um, you know, what gets me excited about that plant is really the cutback trials that we've done on them and I've done it at my house and we're you're getting reblooms on a macrophylla in in about uh, uh, 20 to 25 days on that plant so uh, you are not going to see a, a more blooming uh, macrophylla on the market than Popstar uh, so we're really excited about that uh, on first edition side there's so many good ones um, you know Barry White hydrangea I've got them all over my yard and uh, and uh, my neighbors are probably sick of me talking about them, but uh, you know, the paniculata hydrangea initially, uh, well, vanilla strawberry is a, is a great paniculata, yep. uh, mm -hmm. very white kind of, uh, you know, we took the stems of vanilla strawberry and, and we knew we needed to strengthen them up. And that's, uh, that's really one of the strongest attributes of very white is that those stems, you know, you're going to get a five to six foot tall plant in the Midwest and those stems are still going to be standing up. Uh, even after a rain, which you can't say a lot about uh, uh, paniculatas. So uh, Little Hottie was actually new to the market this year, a little bit, uh, well, quite a bit smaller than, than Berry White. But uh, again, the stem strength, you know, in a, in a downpour in Georgia, that plant was, uh, that plant didn't move. So uh, it has great white blooms and, uh, and holds up in the heat um, better than almost all the paniculatas on the market. So Again, when I mentioned what we're breeding for, you know, we're breeding for differentiators, you know, and, and sure. uh, um, we don't want to create a bunch of, uh, you know, so-called me too plants. So, um, you know, we, we want something that's going to be different, uh, mm -hmm. different in the market that people, people will recognize like, oh yeah, I had that plant and, you know, I didn't like this about it. Well, here, here's, here's what we changed and here's what we bred for. And, and, and now you're, you're solving problems, you know, in the landscape. So. Um, I guess commodity plants, you know, I've got a, uh, a seven sunflower, uh, in my backyard, uh, that I look at probably every day. Um, you know, and there's four seasons of interest there. And, and right now I, all I see is the peeling bark, but, uh, still definitely catches your eye when you're, when you're, uh, looking through the landscape. So, um, again, one of the exciting things I get to do is I get to, I get to see, you know, new plants, um, all the time and uh so it is uh it is something that that fascinates me um we've got a lot of smart people here at bailey that are that are working hard to produce you know the next great plant and uh and it's exciting to be a part of that so um you know we're seeing obviously like you mentioned with the brands even a few years ago you know some people that i knew you know we're still you know kind of um you know, didn't, didn't see the value as much as mm -hmm. there. And, and again, just in the, in the last few years, you know, we've seen some people that were, were headstrong and not ad uh, adapting to it, uh, have really, you know, seen the value and, and run with it. So it's been a very, very exciting time to be involved with, uh, with branded plants. Yeah, that, that, that statement, um, 
you know, Will and I have been all over the place and, and we've heard it, you know, that there are some people that are, I shouldn't say skeptical, but maybe on the fence about brands. And, you know, as you guys just continue to to, to uh, make waves in the industry and, and really help promote the awareness. And I mean, you guys are sinking money into plants that ultimately, you know, will make them, will make them money and, and make their end users happy. I think, you know, you're starting to see that switch over saying, okay, I can, I can do this. You know, I, I see the popularity uh, you know, I was at, <clears throat> I was out and about and saw the wrapped truck, you know, that's, that's cool. I mean, that, that statement right there is, is pretty powerful. I, I think it's, we run into it too. I mean, any, any change, and, and that could be said for, across any industry, but any change, at least in the green industry that we've noticed, it takes time, you know, it, you know, it's, folks are maybe a, a little bit skeptical, but you know, once, once they see the value, then, then they're all in. And uh, well, you know, once they're all in the, they start talking about it without you having to. So that's uh, that, that's a powerful statement. I just want to uh, I want to call that one out. So um, Nick, something that we like to do here on from the field is talk about challenges. Everyone has them. Whether whether you're a landscape contractor, you're a small grower, or you're Bailey Nursery. Um, what uh, you know? What challenges do you guys have? And, and what challenges do your you know customers have that that you've noticed uh, over the past couple of years? Yeah, I think obviously the big one, you know, has been uh, has been supply chain uh, over the last, uh, uh, I'd say, two years. You know, it was it was great that the popularity of plants exploded throughout uh, COVID. Um, you know, there's there's real data on that, and uh, and yeah. I think one of the biggest things that that we saw was just the availability of of containers. You know, and so. Uh, a lot of people were doing anything they could to get their hands on containers, whether it be purchasing, you know, shipping crates full from overseas and, you know, waiting six weeks for them to get there. Uh, or you saw a lot of, you know, suppliers being out uh, just a just a pretty uh, substantial amount of time, you know, lead time on uh, on receiving orders. So um, did you guys we, did we you guys ex- did you guys experience shortages in, in your pots? Just curious. I have no idea. Like in the branded pots. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, and we work okay. with all the major suppliers, and uh, and so uh, our brand manager, uh, Lacey, uh, you know, did spend an enormous amount of time, you know, over the last year, um, working hand in hand with the container suppliers to make sure that we were getting the pots to. Uh, you know, to the growers who needed them most at that time. So sure. uh, obviously yeah. everybody, if you're, if you're, you want to plan ahead and you want to have enough stock to, uh, you know, to make sure your needs are met. And uh, uh, it was just a big challenge, you know, on that. Man, it's t- you, uh, you can't, uh, you can't plan for the effects of a pandemic, you know, it's just, no. uh, it's not feasible. Um, it's not something not. that, that a business forecasts, you know, for the future, but right. it's crazy what, yeah, right. it's just crazy so, what, so it seems like we're on the, yeah, exactly, exactly. And it seems like we've, we're kind of over the hump on that. So that's good. Yeah. Um, you know, the last thing we wanted to see was if growers weren't able to pot up the plants mm-hmm. that they received, you know, because they had to wait on containers. So uh, the shelf life is only so long on a, on a young plant. So we, we needed to make sure that, uh, that everybody had what they needed. Uh, you know, and it wasn't just us and our brands, it was across the board. You know, everybody was, was waiting for black pots, you know, yeah. for the commodity pots. So, sure. um, you know, obviously the other thing was labor and, uh, 
you know, I think when you have labor challenges and I saw it with in my, in my old career, uh, it makes you look at what you're doing and if you're really doing it efficiently. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think everybody has done more with less over the last two years, um, you know, and you just, you just figure out ways to, uh, to get it done. Uh, contractors have been short. I, I did see that the Department of Homeland Security uh, opened up another 65,000 visas or so yep. for contractors for the H2B program. So that's, that's really positive. I've said for a long time, you know, plant sales would be stronger if the contractors had more laborers to, to get them in the ground, you know? And so, uh, so that was good to see. That's always been a, a big problem, but, uh, but you know, the, uh, everybody who's kind of, kind of doing more with less the last few years. And, uh, I don't know if that's gonna, again, H2A is a great program. H2B is a great program. Uh, do you guys use H2A you know, at all? The, the, I'm just curious. We do. Yeah, we do. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think over the last few years, again, it's, it's, uh, in, in my travels, at least the, in, in growers that I talk to in nurseries that I talk to a lot of nurseries that had not used H2A over the years have, have begun using the program in the last two yeah. years, uh, brand new. So yeah. a little bit different, you know, there's, there's definitely more, um, more requirements that you, uh, that you have to uh, get through. Housing is one of the big ones that I hear. That's a hurdle for, for a lot of people is making sure that the staff has housing available. Uh, so, but again, people are, people are taking those challenges and they're figuring out, you know, where in the past, you know, they were getting by, it was okay. Sure. It was a hurdle, but they're making do. I think the last few years has really forced people to face those challenges head on and, and overcome the hurdles. So sure. Uh, Adversity is good sometimes, right. For growth. So, oh yeah. um, you know, it's, it's been, a it's been a, uh, definitely a big learning process uh, for everyone the last two years. Yeah. Oh, sure. If it was easy, anyone could do it or anyone would do it. So that's right. <laughs> if it was easy, anyone, even Joe would do it. I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> <come> on, uh. <laughs> well, this is the guy that needs more coffee, right? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Just giving you giving you some grief, Joey. I so with all those with all those uh, with all those challenges, um, you know, specifically the labor piece, and, you know, over time, it kind of makes a, a lot of companies be reflective and look at their processes and, and how they accomplish things or you know, how you're going to keep your production going, all that kind of thing. How are you going to stay staffed to accomplish what you need in the future? I think it's made a lot of, a lot of folks take a real hard look at technology and, you know, using some of those technology pieces or whatever it may be, whether it's software or, you know, um, even in a production standpoint from nursery, as far as machines and any of those kind of things to be able to push out things quicker with less bodies. Right. So, um, right. You know, in the technology world, like what what is Bailey's doing to leverage technology today? What have you guys kind of dug into um, to look towards the future of helping you guys become more productive by using technology? Uh, what are you guys doing? If you wouldn't mind sharing some of that, that'd be great. Yeah, so uh, so we've been Bailey as a whole has always been supportive uh, through computer software uh, to address you know uh, production bottlenecks, uh, but other times. There's so much out there, you know, you go to say cultivate and you know, how many, how many robotics booths are there uh, that are showing you what, what is possible that you thought was never possible. Right. 
Um, so, but, but we try to use it, um, you know, in automation, um, with machinery, robotics, sensors, and equipment that would just make day-to-day tasks easier. Um, but there's a lot, and, you know, again, labor issues, uh, there's a lot of tasks in the nursery industry that aren't really desirable for people like, Oh, I want to go, I want to go space plants all day. You know, there's, there's robots now that will take a whole block of plants and move them around and, and put them exactly where they need to be. Uh, yeah. Or it's, uh, you know, something that's difficult to maintain, uh, something that has a safety component, you know, things that, you know, again, anybody who's a contractor has done something dangerous, right. That they probably shouldn't have done, but that's one of the big things you look at is safety (laughs) component. You know, what can we use that's going to make it safer for, for our employees to do their jobs. So, um, you know, sustainability aspects that are, are real hot topics now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just try to take all those things into consideration when we're looking at, at you know, ways uh, to automate using the technology. So whether it's LED lighting, you know, something that we've gone, you'll go through a warehouse and, and a lot of people talk about the lighting in there, you know, but the technology wasn't there 10 to 15 years ago that are now saving sure. saving real money on uh, uh, when you're running your business. So we use a uh, LoRaWAN system in the greenhouse to monitor the environment. Um, we're using weather stations across the nurseries to to monitor, uh, you know, what's going on with the weather, uh, and, and sure. we're tracking that data. And then we're we're trying to get out in front of possible issues, whether it be pest or disease issues, you know. So if we're seeing certain trends with things, um, we're always going to be looking at that. But uh, you know, one of the things we've done out in Oregon over the last few years that that was new to a lot of people is, uh, you know, the hazelnut business is so big out there uh, mm-hmm. that huge. we started using, yeah, we started uh, using uh, hazelnut shells as a top dressing, you know, rather than a rice hull. Uh, so it it substantially reduced our hand weeding needs, uh, you okay. know, and that's one of those things that's that's low tech, but huge results, you know, and so. Who figured uh, that one out? Just curious. Exactly. Yeah. I, well, I'm not sure. I think, I think again, the hazelnut production, I forget the exact numbers on it, but it's wild how much, uh, how much. So it's of, like a natural uh, pre-emergent essentially. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's a natural oh. pre-emergent. So. Um, I think it helps hold you know, a little bit of moisture too, right? You're just at that point, you're just per, you know, c- covering up bare uh, soil media, I believe. Correct. Correct. Yep. Exactly. So again, it's one of those things where if you, if you don't, you know, if you don't have a uh, an inkling to get better, you're never going to look at it, you know. And so the first person that walked in and said, hey, what about hazelnut shells? You know, as a top dressing, everybody, everybody but at least one person might have looked at them and said, oh, you're nuts, you know. But it no just takes there. that, uh, you know, it just takes <laughs> right. that, that one person to go, hey, let's, let's try it. And, uh, and it's been a, it's been a pretty big success for us, so. Well, it's being innovative and, and using the resources you have around to be sustainable. I mean, I, you know, Will and I, we, we talk about technology a lot and it's always on the news side and maybe some software. But like you said, it doesn't, technology could could relate to, to anything uh, and, you know, innovation and technology go hand in hand. So using the resources you have close to you and it probably, you're probably doing, you know, some of the, uh, the farmers in that area uh, a service by taking that off their hands and, you um, 
you know, using it. So it, it probably right. you know, works works for both parties, and that way you're you know the hazelnuts uh, with the amount of I think it's what Nutella that's being uh, consumed across the, the country <laughs> and the world. That's pretty yeah, safe. Right. That you're not going to run out of that stuff anytime soon. Uh, as I say that, probably exactly. some crazy weather event's going to happen. So anyone in Oregon, I'm sorry, <laughs> but um, yeah, <laughs> it's it's like you said, it's it's wanting to be better. And then you know, after being up there and visiting with um, with you guys and touring around, I've been up to Bailey's twice. Uh, but you, you guys are always on on the on the top side of innovation, which is cool. It's it's and it, it helps attract you know new and fresh talent, which is cool. Which I think definitely we'll talk about here in a little bit. So sorry, Will. Just had to throw that yeah. in there. The coffee kicked in again. We're good. That's why I've been so quiet. <laughs> another cup in the background. So you're good. <laughs> you're good. Well, Nick, it's great to hear. You know, like, well, I've, well, you're you're in business for 100 years for a reason because you're always constantly taking a look at where you can get better. Um, so let's say like a long range forecast. Where where do you guys? Uh, um, where is Bailey's? And then this kind of two faceted question. Where are you guys headed in the next five years? What are you guys focused on? And uh, also, what's your take even just on the industry as a whole in the next five years? Where do you see us headed? Yeah, so Bailey, in the, in the next five years, obviously, we want to be that, that premier young plant supplier uh, to growers across the country. Um, again, we're working every day to improve our processes and and, uh, and build a better plant. So, um Obviously, our brands are going to be a big part of that. Uh, we are we are heavily invested into into breeding, and our Georgia facility is uh, is going through some expansions now. And uh, and again, like I mentioned before, it's it's an exciting time to be involved in that. So, um, you know, inter- internationally, we are uh, we have we've definitely picked up some traction too with the brands, um, and uh, we have a uh, you know a couple of people focused directly on. Uh, that that part of the business, which is exciting to see, um, you know, our industry as a whole. Uh, I think what you'll see a lot is uh, is a lot of new faces. You know, over the next five to ten years, as uh, uh, I feel like there's a there's an entire generation now in the industry that is, uh, you know, looking to uh, well getting to retirement age. And it's it's funny when I in my travels and I meet with with a lot a wide variety of people. You know, and and most of them in the industry said, well, I'm going to work till 70. I'm going to work till 75, you know, mm-hmm. and just because the, like you mentioned, it's the nursery is salt of the earth people, you know, yep. and, uh, and, uh, and I, I see it. I mean, when you love what you do and working with plants, you know, I, I think, I think most of us can agree. You could, you could do it forever, you know, until you, until you physically can't. Uh, so, uh, but but what I think we will see is uh, is a you know a younger generation in the next five to ten years, uh, you know, uh, coming in and and it's been a struggle I think maybe in this generation uh, get new faces into the industry, uh, but everybody realizes that it's an issue. So I think again when when you're faced with those issues, you're gonna you're gonna tackle them head on, and and you know we're gonna find ways to uh, to build that younger generation up of. Uh, of the next nursery men and women. So um that that's that's my outlook. That's perfect. Nick, that that was uh that was a great segue into our next question. And kind of this question was spurred when I was doing a podcast with Home Nursery. Uh shout out to Hillary Metzger, fellow Illini, L L L or wow, wow, more coffee. I L L I N I. Uh I'm sorry, oh Nick, too, about Jeez. your uh, Ohio. <laughs> 
Ohio team. The, the, the boys in blue got you this year. So, yeah, next question. Next question. <laughs> no doubt. Oh, I knew that was going to spark something. Um, <laughs> what do you guys at uh, – uh, Bailey's all for internships. Um, I know there's a lot of people trying to figure out you we know, do. the green industry for me. What are you guys doing to help with that question with younger folks? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, internship program. Um, you know, I, I enjoy actually talking to, to the younger um, generation. I was at IPPF um recently and and you know told told everyone there send us your resume you know we're always looking for uh for interns and and have a really really good success rate with uh with bringing those those uh those younger folks on as as full-time employees so um you know we we are we're always looking for that next generation of uh of plant lovers as well so do you uh, do you take applicants from University of Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> Those might get lost in the mail, maybe. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, that's awesome. Um, oh, that's great. I mean, that's awesome that you offer an internship program. I mean, that I I did one when I was in college, uh, and it you know led to you know, a great start in my career. Uh, and it's a great way to learn. It's a great way to get your feet wet um, because. The you know technical training you get in college or even you know uh, community college or what some of the local high schools are starting to offer now it, it's great it's a good starting point but you know I'll be quite honest you have I never taught me oh hey like you know how to read a plan and, and do a bid and do all that kind of real world scenario they gave me great base knowledge to be able to put it all together but you know the on the job training is huge um, and Absolutely. That, you know, that that maybe sometimes goes a bit further than the college education so. Uh, that's awesome. Folks, check out uh, their internship. I, I think you won't be disappointed. Um, Nick, I'll open up the floor. Anything else uh, that we missed that you want to bring up uh, about Bailey's or the brands? No, I think uh, one, one one thing that we do that is pretty unique is uh, is we have something called Garden Gab. It's a, uh, it's a website where you can basically go to and ask any question uh, really about any plant, you know, and it's something that we monitor uh, personally, our marketing team that, uh, that will give you the answer back. Uh, there's really nothing automated in there. Um, but again, whether it's a pruning question, a planting question, a watering question, um, anything that, that they might have, it is a consumer website. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, but we also through our own website, uh, through baileynurseries.com, uh, again, grower resources is something that we're, uh, we're really heavy on, uh, with us producing the plants ourselves, uh, as a production nursery, we, we, we will try to help anyone in any way be successful with, uh, with, uh, with the plants that, that they're growing. So, uh, we just have a, a wealth of knowledge that we've built over the years and, uh, we're going through some pretty big improvements, uh, on the digital side with, with our website, uh, that I think can be helpful for a lot of people. So if you haven't been on um, Bailey Nurseries or First Editions, Endless Summer, Easy Elegance, I do encourage you to, to check it out. There you go, folks. Goes back to that fantastic customer service. Um, 
Nick, we're we're uh, we're pretty proud and pretty excited to be working with you guys on on both sides. Um, you know, you know, being partnered with Landscape Hub, help getting the brands out there to more people, and in, in uh, you know, in a digital fashion, it's it's the world we live in. Uh, we, you know, we're extremely grateful for that, and we've en- enjoyed our uh, our conversation with you. I, we had a couple of them, and it's been great. Um, you know, I, we're excited to uh, possibly tie. Uh, I think we're probably going to end up doing an episode two here. But something that we uh, that we've done in previous podcasts is started actually with Zirkles. I think they grow some of your material. Uh, they asked us questions, myself and Will. Uh, of course, I'm going to make Will answer the first one. But Nick, what questions do you have for us? <laughs> All right. Well, Will, uh, since you guys are nationwide, um, you know, again with us with us covering a, a pretty good portion of the country, uh, are there any? areas of the country that you guys are still trying to target uh, to develop a larger footprint uh, that, you know, anyone listening now might be able to help, help you guys do. I know I mentioned you guys when I'm out on visits and, and see okay. who's, who's using, uh, using the platform, but uh, you know, are there any, any areas where you're still trying to, uh, to develop uh, you know, a bigger base? Well, since, since our start in 2017, um, we're, about five years into this. I mean, we started really kind of around the homeland Chicago area and then all the neighboring states touching there. So we're pretty strong in the Midwest. I always tell everyone, everything east of the Mississippi, we've had pretty decent, early, great success. Um, it's really kind of headed west from there. I mean, we've done uh, done really well, like I said, around the around the Illinois area up to north and the south of us. Um, and then up in the northeast, the mid-Atlantic, and then trailing down the Carolinas and really in the last year or two, um, gotten a lot stronger in the Southeast and then kind of heading West from there. So anything that's like West of the, I mean, we're looking at like Colorado, looking into like California, some of these, um, and it, you know, we've found too, just a lot of the markets are each like, they're all unique in their own kind of, <laughs> in their own ways Oh yeah, in different parts. Yeah. In different parts right. of the country. So it's kind of like, there's always a learning curve to understand the market, even, you know, like for our marketplace, like the suppliers, and the buyers and how these guys, how they interact with, you know, everyday transactions, all that kind of thing. But it's really kind of west of the Mississippi is where we're trying to grow from here, um, especially starting this next season, getting into 2023. Yep. And we've seen some uptick, too, from these areas, but we definitely want to, you know, develop them a lot further um, yeah. and, and get in there and help and help, you know, pr- provide a solution that makes doing business a little bit easier. Right. Exactly. Good to know. Um, and then another question I had, I guess, uh, obviously, you know, you guys started out as a, uh, in the plant world, um, you know, as a resource. So for other, because I know of all the other hard goods that go into, um, you know, the contractor world, are you guys looking to be a one-stop shop for contractors or is it, uh, is it always going to be plant heavy uh, on your end? Oh, you're, yeah, go. Well, you go, Joe. <laughs> I'll take this one since I gave you the first yeah, one. Yeah, but <laughs> fair enough. Fair we enough. do this yeah, all the man. time. You know, and then after the podcast, one, Will's like, dude, why'd you, why'd you do that one to me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, yeah, no, we do plan to be an all in one um, 
the place where you can find everything. Um, you know, we just started with plants. Uh, it was bread and butter. It was close to home. It's what we knew well. Um, you know, and we, we are getting more into hard goods. We do have hard goods on right now. Um, and, but, you know, as well, you can ask Will and I, we'll flat out say the hard goods side needs a bit more work. It needs to be cleaned up a bit more. You would think it's just easy post it because, you know, it doesn't go out of stock or this and that, but there's, you know, so many, I mean, Nick, you know, when you get into ordering pavers and, and you know, stuff like that, there's so many little nuances that we tr- are trying to do it right, do it the correct way of portraying all the information needed. Um, and that's, you right. know, it just takes a little bit longer. Um, you know, the, the plants, we really refine the plant process, the ordering process. Uh, I think we've got that down pretty good. Of course, there's always room for improvements, but on the hard goods side, we have the stuff listed, but we, we're going to throw a lot more attention to it. Um, and, and, and there's a little bit more on the integration side with that. But yes, we overall, to answer your question, we do plan to be a one-stop shop. It just, it makes it much easier. Uh, you know, we've mentioned it on other podcasts. It's been in a bunch of our um, publications that we've released about being integrated with both sides of the, of the, of the marketplace, buyer and supplier. You know, landscape contractors are looking forward to said, you know, winter gem boxwood and, and a bunch of the, the different plants along with then, hey, I need uh, 200 square foot of, of Unilock or, or Bluestone or whatever the case is. And to have those two right. systems talk and have everything right there is our ultimate goal. And then may, and that's where life's going to be that much easier. Uh, and then the same thing on the supplier side where that order comes in with everything and it just drops right in there. Um, so, yes, we, we do plan to be, um, you know, on the hard good side. Uh, and that's like, you know, like Will said, we're going to be, you know, 2023 for us is, uh, is going to be a big growing year. We're pumped. We're excited about that uh, and excited to tackle on uh, hard goods. So great, great question. Awesome. That's, that's like I said, seeing you guys come along, come around uh, in the last five years is uh, because I have knowledge of both sides. You know, it's it's yeah. uh, it's been good to see and something that I think that uh, that we were all missing. So yeah, uh, we are we are like I mentioned, we're really happy to be a part of it. And uh, you know, I get the emails and I see the promotions and and. Happy to see you guys helping us out too. So, uh, well, Nick, we appreciate you you telling people about us. You know, that's yeah. uh, that's that's all we can ask. I mean, our whole thing is is we are industry grown folks that are looking to create connectivity within our industry and the supply chain, and and giving folks a little bit of technology to assist them and and anything from their procurement needs and uh, from a from a buying side, and then also. Uh, creating some new uh, and good sales channels for um, you know suppliers across the country, creating new opportunity, and then just in, you know increasing or d- giving them better ways of doing business on both sides of the coin. You know, so it's um, right, yeah, and just, yeah, that's basically it. We're just trying to offer solutions. You know, and we 100% care about this industry. We love it, and oh, agreed. I'd like I'd like to say that we're all little sprinkles of salt too. The the what we said the the salt of the earth. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? So it's like, whether, yeah, whether it's a, if it's a small initiative or a big one, either one, it's like, we always have a good, good, good heart behind what we're doing. And, um, again, I'll echo too, that I love our relationship with you guys and look forward to, you know, growing that in the future as well. So thank you. Appreciate yeah, absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Willie will hit the nail on the head. We're, we're very passionate. If, if, uh, any of you have, have met us in, in passing, um, you, you, pretty much what you see is what you get with us. And we, we take our job very serious, maybe sometimes to a fault. And Will and I always bust our chops, each other's chops on it. 
Uh, but it, it's it's what makes us who we are. We, we love it. We love the people. We always have fun with it. Uh, and the, the fact that we're able to put our hands on something that's making good waves in the industry is pretty cool. And it's, uh, it puts a smile yeah. on our face through, through the good times and even through the bad. So it's, uh, I said, we're happy to, to be working with you. It's, it's been awesome to chat with you today and get to know you over the past, uh, kind of a couple of weeks and look forward to, uh, hanging out with you here soon at one of the fantastic green industry events. Likewise. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, we'll go ahead. Uh, Nick, we know you're a busy man and uh, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead. We'll do since, and I will give a uh, kudos to Nick because he has listened to some of the earlier podcasts, um, you know, and, and I pay tribute to this old house. So Nick, let's, uh, let's do the outro here. Uh, I'll go ahead and start it. We'll have you finish it. Folks. Thanks for listening to another from the field. I'm Joe Jurisic. And I'm Will Haverkamp. And I'm Nick Stevens. Tune in next time. Thank you very much.